refurbishing and having set up a hospital in six weeks. Um, that's usually a six-month exercise. Now, our focus was the technology, but it was amazing. The rooms, the beds, everything is now set up. Welcome to Compassion, Courage, Consolation. Voices for St. Vincent's during COVID-19. In this podcast, we're talking to people who love St. Vincent's, love our staff and love the service we provide in health and aged care. We're doing this to support our compassion for one another and those we serve to bolster our courage in this extraordinary time and to provide consolation amidst the challenges we're facing. And whilst prepared for St. Vincent's, we're sharing this series with anyone who might find it helpful. If you're joining us from outside of our services, consider yourself part of the family. You're very welcome indeed. My name is Dan Fleming. I lead ethics and formation for St. Vincent's. And in this episode, it's a great joy for me to welcome Ken Gallagher, who's Group Chief Information Officer for St. Vincent's. Ken, welcome. It's great to be talking with you today. Well, great to be here in a very different and obviously difficult circumstances, but uh, love being here. Thanks very much. Oh, it's great to have you, Ken. And I wonder, I've, I've started many of the episodes, as you know, with questions of comparisons, and I'm particularly interested to hear your answers on these. Um, what are things like in your team today and with the work that you're leading at St. Vincent's when compared to a couple of months ago? Oh, very chalk and cheese. Um, it's a great question. I, uh, earlier in the week, uh, I spoke to a few of the leadership team, the IT leadership team, and a few of the staff, and I asked them what one word would they describe um, where we're at now in, in the last two months. And I had words, obviously, like difficult and hard and isolated. But equally, and probably more so, there was words like um, agile, uh, transformative, you know, exciting, you know, for me, and maybe this answers your question succinctly, for me, it's been about rapid. Um, the, the, the feeling with the team now compared to two months ago is there's been rapid changes, um, clearly in, in our you know, service care models in the hospitals as well as uh, even aged care in terms of our patient or residence care. There have been absolutely rapid changes in the technology. It can be physical movement as we set up clinics and, and just social distancing in our hospitals and in our different facilities, including group office. And most importantly, there's been a rapid focus on the well-being of staff mm. uh, in addition to our patients, clearly. So I guess for me, it's all about you know things being very rapid. Mm. I'm sure as we move to the new norm, uh, the pace will ease a bit, but I think there's now a culture set in um, of an, an ability to do things faster than we've ever done before, and that's a good thing. Mm, yeah, it's this nimbleness that's really come to the fore, hasn't it, in all the work we do. And it, it's remarkable hearing your reflections on this already, Ken, because we're, we're so used to celebrating the fact that clinical services or services for residents can be so nimble, but often we need to look a layer below to see all of the infrastructure that's necessary to make these things happen. And in that context, Ken, I wondered if you've got any data or insights about the kinds of changes we've made across St. Vincent that illustrate the scope of what's happened? Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about it from a technology point of view, but you'll sense um, where they're supporting the changes, as I said, in the hospitals and aged care. So um, in, in, in the two-month period, we've 
set up remote access for over 2,000 additional people working from home. That was done very rapidly, in, including uh, ability to connect into our systems from home. Uh, we already had uh, close to 200 systems that they could connect into remotely, but we had to uh, get another 20, 30 set up, including our, our radiologists uh, working from home. And of those connections, we normally would have like 300 connections a day. We were well and truly over, you know, 1,200, now about 1,500 connections wow. per day. Um, we had 25-plus uh, departments uh, that we had to shift equipment or uh, assess the social distancing, and that could be in the PCs but also printers and the like. You know, the IT team constantly reminds me that number may not. 25 in two months, but I can tell you, each time you do one, it's it's a huge, a huge effort. Mm. We've had um, over 10 flu clinics and pandemic wards set up, um, including the Bondi uh, testing clinic and um, St. Vincent's on the Park, uh, set up in Melbourne, was uh, furbishing and having set up a hospital in six weeks. Um, that's usually a six-month exercise. Now, our focus was the technology, but it was amazing. The rooms, the beds, everything is now set up. Uh, just Incredible. an amazing feat. Um, and as I said, we've got 130 IT staff working from home right now. Our tech service operators and our communications staff who have to be at the sites as they're supporting um, the clinicians um, and the nurses and the staff, um, they're being out at the sites and being somewhat in harm's way done an amazing job there as well, but for the most part, uh, we've had staff working uh, remotely and expect to continue um, until broader plans are put in place. That's remarkable, Ken, and it really does give a sense not only of uh, the the quickness of the change, to use your word, rapid um, nature of the change, but just the sheer scope of it. I'd never even thought of radiologists uh, working from home, but there you go. There's a whole area that you all have had to be incredibly creative, I guess, in, in thinking through how it is that you make um, work possible in this environment and how things can keep moving, not to mention the establishment of new systems and so on. And just, just changing um, tack a little bit here, Ken, for a moment – You've been with St. Vincent's for a while now. Is there a particular story that comes to mind for you which holds together the themes of the podcast, Compassion, Courage and Consolation? Um, uh, you know, for, for me, I, I see it obviously day to day when I am out at the hospitals or aged care with the nurses and clinicians, and I could probably give examples there. Uh, but the example that stands out, it, it's an interesting one, what when I visit sites, often there's volunteers when you come in at the entrance, and I often ask them, just, you know, I introduce myself, ask them how they're doing, and I'm just curious, what's their connection with St. Vincent's? What's brought them to volunteer uh, with our hospitals? And without fail, it, they tell me a story of their history and, and the past experience of a loved one or themselves having spent time with the hospital in, in, in very sad times. Often their health hasn't been well, and in some cases a loved one has passed away. But what's always amazed me is the, the compassion and the courage for them to, to take that experience and to really show they care for others and, and to, to, to take this and then put it into something that they can support others um, that are going through 
maybe not the same, but difficult times as well. And so I think that's what I think about is just the compassion, courage, and, and, and how they give of themselves um, from that past experience. And as I said, I'll continue to just ask when I visit the volunteers, and it's always a different story, but it always just shows um, how important uh, it is for them to give back the compassion and the courage and the consolation that they were given uh, when they were going through difficult times. Isn't, so that's my, that, my story. That's beautiful, Ken. And it's interesting at this moment in time too, as so much of the good work of places like St. Vincent's, including our own good work, has been so publicly profiled and, and honoured during the pandemic. One wonders what kind of um, inspiration that's going to give others to be involved in our services in different ways. And maybe it's younger people thinking about employment pathways, or maybe it's people who have some time to offer volunteering, who've seen the goodness of, of what we have to offer and, and want to be involved. And I think it relates to um, what I'd like to ask you next, Ken, which is, Often when we think about our health and aged care ministries, we kind of rightly go straight to the front line. So the, the care moments where we have a, a caregiver and a person being cared for in our services. And yet the kind of condition of possibility for that therapeutic relationship to happen is all of this infrastructure sitting behind it. And you have a special passion for the role that technology plays in this context. And particularly, we've had some great conversations about this with you and your team along the way, how technology contributes to the ongoing work of fulfilling our mission. I'd love to hear your thoughts, Ken, on how you see that role. How does technology contribute to our ongoing work of fulfilling the mission? And what does that look like as we continue our work now in the wake of the pandemic? Well, Dan, we've talked about this in the past, and I guess I use the term the magic of technology. I think technology shouldn't get in the way. It should be with our hospitals, with our patients, with their families, a means of making things better as part of what normally happens. And better can just be that connectivity with, with somebody, um, especially during these COVID days uh, when we haven't been allowing visitors or as many visitors, the ability for technology to you know, allow them to uh, video conference and talk to and communicate with their families as, uh, as, as they're in the hospitals. Um, with our clinicians and with the nurses, the ability for technology allowing them to be mobile and to be where they need to be throughout the hospital. So I can go on with examples of virtual care. Uh, prior to COVID and as a whole, uh, virtual care was on the growing. This is where you're able to give care for somebody at home uh, while the clinicians and the others are in the hospital. And that has just grown exponentially and will continue to grow. Now, I would say a really good technology is one that doesn't take away from that personal touch. Mm -hmm. And we always know face-to-face -face is, is, is more compassionate. Um, but I think technology has a place in helping that when it's not as readily available. Mm -hmm. So the magic of technology, helping us to stay closer to people when we can't be. 
That's beautiful. And yeah, it's remarkable how that magic has become so obvious during this time. And I I can remember in the the early days of the pandemic, there were real questions from um, people even in my own family who are undergoing uh, treatment for, for various ailments, wondering about how that treatment or how those therapeutic relationships would be able to continue during this time. And us worrying about how we'd remain connected and so on. But that magic really has come to the fore, hasn't it? And it, it will be interesting, as you say, Ken, to, to think about what stays with us as we move forward and what might actually improve our practices in, in this context. And Ken, you've been leading a team, as you mentioned right at the beginning, that has gone through enormous change during this time. And you yourself have had to grapple with and, and wrestle with that change and all the pressure that it's brought as well. What helps you in your courage and compassion and what consoles you when times are difficult? Um, I guess I'm fairly simple in the sense that for me it's just knowing I'm not alone. And you use the word, you know, I've got my team around me. There's obviously uh, the broader hospital team, um, but I've got my family and friends. Just, just knowing I'm not alone is what gives me courage and compassion. Uh, sometimes just being with uh, a person can, can help. It gives a context. Uh, working together with others uh, obviously builds your ability to do things, but also that uh, compassion and that courage to try new things. And I just think, you know, sharing that, you know, whether it's hope, faith, or, or love for what you do with others is what, for me, um, gives me the strength when things get pretty difficult. And it has been a, a difficult and trying time for us. Uh, lots of things to do and us not wanting to drop the ball. But, yeah, being with people, knowing I'm not alone. That's, that's wonderful, Ken. And there, I've had some great moments with you and your team, both during this pandemic and, and beforehand. And it's always been remarkable for me reflecting on how engaged they are, not only in terms of the technical sides of their, their work, but also uh, the mission uh, to which they're contributing um, and which they're giving their skills for. It really is a wonderful thing. So it doesn't surprise me that being able to engage with the, the family you have around you in that team is is enormously consoling and encouraging. And thinking more broadly, Ken, um, you've got the ear now of everyone who's listening, both out in the community and across our St. Vincent's Health and Aged Care Services. What message do you have? What would you like to say to all of our St. Vincent staff at this time? Thank you. Uh, I, we, we've received a lot of thank you in IT, and I think it's important to share the thanks across all of St. Vincent's. There's, there's always been a compassion and a passion to help others, um, and so I think it's important to thank our St. Vincent's staff for that. There's um, what, what we do day in and day out is so important, not just during the COVID times, but helping people in need. and and helping those, uh, whether it's in our aged care or in our hospitals, at times in their life where that special support is important. And thank you just for the love and caring uh, that the whole country has shown. Uh, I, I, I just think we can't say thank you enough that it was through everyone working and being together that got us through these difficult days. And we're not out of the woods yet, but I think it's just a big thank you. Ken Gallagher, it's been a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to talk to you today. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks, Dan. Take care.
You've been listening to Compassion, Courage, Consolation. Voices for St Vincent's during COVID-19. This podcast series has been developed by St Vincent's Health Australia. For more information about St Vincent's, visit www.svha.org.au. The music for this podcast comes from Kevin McLeod. His track, Bittersweet, let us in, and you can hear his track, Touching Moments, one now. Kevin's website is incompetech.filmmusic.io, and the music is brought to you under the Creative Commons 4.0 license. All of this information and more is provided in the text accompanying this podcast. Thanks for listening.